Welcome to the 58 West King Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tony. You can follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at 58WKingPodcast. With me today is the Bay Area Beefcake, the Sultan of the Slanderers, the Vulgar Vinegar Strokes Manager himself, host of the Taco Court Pod, Nate Mullen. Nate, what's going on? How much, man? I, I like that little intro with all the little, I guess you can call those adjectives almost, right? Um, I'm not a big fan of adjectives in general, uh, but yeah, I th- thank you for the adjectives. Glad to be here. Um, place has cleaned up a lot since I last <laughs> remember it. Uh, it's a lot different than it used to be. It seems very, I got, I got to be on my P's and Q's is what I'm saying. Yeah, we cleaned up our act a little bit. Uh, thank you for filling in. You're like, a, for Matt, you're like a tag team partner. You're, you're just always there at the ropes, just waiting for a slap mm-hmm. on the hand. Yeah, I have a question. If you and Matt were tag team tandem, who would you guys be from the WCW WWF universe? Ooh, uh, ah, damn it. Okay, I know who it would be. Right. So obviously, I'm Shawn Michaels because I'm the heartbreak kid. <laughs> I am the heartthrob of all of this thing. Right. I'm the best looking guy in 58 West King. I'm the best looking guy in fantasy sports. I could tell you that much. Um, so I, I'm HPK. Right. But you got to figure out who's going to be his partner. Right. It, for a long time, it was Triple H. Before that, he had his own little buddy before they split, right? When he was wearing the blue little trousers and before he became the heartbreak kid. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking in like the span of like the generation X. So give me uh give me the road dog, right? So give me Shawn Michaels and the road dog. Cause Matt Matt seems like a guy who can act like a road dog a little bit, right? I I don't think that you know Bam Bam Bigelow wasn't around at the same time as Shawn Michaels, so I can't use that. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. If you know, Hacksaw Jim Doggin was was a guy too. That could be a little bit of Matt, but Shawn Michaels and him never really got together. They probably would do really great together. They'd be both super electric. So let's go with that. Shawn Michaels and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> Might have to intro the show with the uh, Shawn Michaels uh, theme song. There we go. We'll have to do that. All right. Well, great to have you back on the show. On tap for today, we've got our week 16 picks and then a quick home league update. We are in the second round of our playoffs, but first we have a mailbag question. And this Ooh. week we've got a question from Twitter user at Belichick FDN Foundation, maybe? I don't know. He writes, Ooh. Hello, I have a question. Hypothetically, if I want to commit murder and get away with it, how would I go about doing it right? The hypothetical target hypothetically made a terrible lateral that cost us a huge game last week. Thank you. He's very, very short, very straight to the point. Um, probably on on brand there got any hypothetical advice for Ooh. mr belichick so there's a thing right foxborough is about 30 minutes away about 30 miles from boston right and boston's really good about getting rid of things that they feel are very negative for their area right whether that be you know a bunch of a bunch of tea you know they've, they've been known to get rid of that into the water but i've heard I, I actually posed this question to some people i was around tonight and someone was like whoa don't put it in the water because outside of tampa somebody murdered somebody put it in a bag went all the way out into the ocean dropped it off but then scuba divers found this trash bag in the ocean they thought it was trash so they went to pick it out and it was a mm. dead body so probably don't want to do that right and then if you go back and you watch some old television movies back from the early 90s maybe the late 80s i don't know exactly when it was right but mm-hmm. start out a movie hey you want to go see a dead body probably don't want to put it by the train tracks either because that's where people are looking for dead bodies um you also don't want to put it out into the middle of a forest and dig it out or anything like that uh especially if this is a youth i don't i don't know what level of you know sport you're dealing with in laterals mm-hmm. it's been known that 
children that have been buried out in forests have been found recently and all that kind of, it's bad juju. You don't want to do that. But Boston, right? Boston almost got away with one of these things of burying something to create a curse and nobody would know it was there, but people might think of it, right? This goes back to like 2008 ish. Mm -hmm. There was a new stadium being built in the Bronx and a guy who was a construction worker buried a David Ortiz Jersey into the cement foundation of this place. But they found out just weeks before they were getting ready to put up parts of the stadium and finish it out. And they decided to dig it out. I would still go this route if I were you. This is probably the best bet, right? Mm -hmm. You you go, maybe they're building something else, probably in the New York. Maybe don't go to New York, right? Maybe do it somewhere else. Like, you know, not with the Yankee stuff, but I'm assuming that you're from Boston, right, by the name. Mm -hmm. But just, you know, maybe you go to where a team that is coming up through the ranks is going to be a problem with you. You know, maybe you go into the Meadowlands, you find a tunnel, or something like that in the subway, you put it there underneath the stadium so that the Jets defense doesn't end up causing you more problems for years and years mm-hmm. and years to come. Uh, another place that might be actually pretty good because you won't smell it too much might be somewhere up north, upstate New York, uh, getting close to Toronto and the Canadian border in Buffalo. I would suggest that's probably a better place, mm-hmm. right? There's all kinds of debris. There's all kinds of other things going on people going through tables, babies going through tables to where even if they smelled something funny, they're not going to think about it. Mm -hmm. And then in the winter time, you know, in the winter time, it's so cold that the body can preserve itself and not let off a stench, bury it somewhere in concrete in Buffalo, New York. I I think it's tough. It's tough to get away with this, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Lots of forensic technology advancements uh, over the last couple decades. So uh, Matt was supposed to be on, but he had a last minute change of schedule. He did send in an answer to this. He wanted me to bring up Aaron Hernandez. If you guys remember that name, mm-hmm. um, I can't in good faith do that. What I will say is that the Patriots need an offensive coordinator. You're driving Mac Jones insane and you're costing yourself football games. We've seen that a couple times a season. Have Matt Patricia and Joe judge take care of this one for you. They take the fall and you get yourself a, a new legitimate offensive coordinator in there. I think that's a foolproof uh, plan. Mm-hmm. You're killing two stones with one bird there. Although if they do well, and then they're going to have leverage over this Belichick mm. foundation, right? So maybe that's how we know who took care of the body. So when we're solving these unsolved mysteries later on, and we're watching these television shows in the evenings that are scaring the hell out of our kids, uh, we can we can put the puzzle pieces together. Of This guy hasn't been fired. He's probably the one who knows where the body is. Mm, this is kind of like how Jason Garrett probably kept his job for so long in, in uh, Dallas, right? Probably something yeah. similar, if I had to guess. He he had all Michael Irvin's cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and move on. Uh, Matt will get us uh, an update on where we stand on the season as far as our picks go. Um, but last week, he went 10-6 and six while I went 11-5. and five. Pretty decent. But for this week, I once again grabbed the opening lines. Uh, so these are all from DraftKings. The real-time lines might be a little bit different. I believe they are. I'll try to glance at those as we go through these, but feel free to add that as we go through these uh, on your side. So everyone is playing. We have Saturday games, um, and we're recording this during the Thursday night game. Matt took the Jets. I took the Jaguars. Did you have any thoughts on the game? It's it's going on right now. I think it's like 16-3 in the fourth. Yeah, I didn't have a pick on it. I, I like the Jets, and I don't want to bet anything <laughs> with the Jets, right? I really don't want to pick the Jets for yeah. that reason. But um, 
yeah, I didn't, I didn't have anything. I guess I would have probably leaned Jaguars just because of the Zach Wilson factor. Yeah. Um, and the Jaguars offense is humming. It's a low, you know, super rainy game, low total, you know, under smashing right now too. So yeah. if you're looking at who's going to score, you know, more points in a low scoring game, I'd probably go with the Jacksonville Jaguars if I had to have yeah. picked, but the competent quarterbacks going on. Yeah. Competent offense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't in good faith pick uh, Zach Wilson right now. Love the defense, yeah. but against like a decent team, I'd probably go with the other team. They're, the Jets are almost like the Broncos right now, right? <laughs> Where all they got to do is score, you know, 18, 19 mm-hmm. points in a game and they're probably going to win a lot more. But. Yeah, not doing that with Zach Wilson. We'll kick it off with the first Saturday game is Buffalo at Chicago. This one opened up 10 points uh, in favor of the Bills. Over under was set at 45 and a half. What you got? Yep, so I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills to win this game solely based off the fact that they have more talent uh, on both sides of the ball. Justin Fields, it's going to be a, it, there's going to be a lot of weather this week in the Midwest all the way to the East Coast, right? So yep. you're seeing a lot of totals at 40, just under 40. This one's now at 40 and a half. Bills have dropped to eight and a half point favorites, but I'll take the Bills to just to win the game outright. Um, but this is one of those games where you can see some things go different, but I think they're going to just key in on the run a little bit and get, come out of, you know, probably a closer victory than what, what the spread is right now. But. Yeah, I tend to agree there. I just I have the Bills uh, written down. I think they win this one uh, pretty easily. Maybe not cover, but a comfortable win. Uh, yep. Next game, New Orleans. They go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Cleveland opened up as field goal favorites over under. Another one of those low ones. Not a lot of points to be expected from a, a majority of these games this weekend, but 39 is what the over-under was set at here. What do you got? Yeah, so Cleveland's offense doesn't look like it's, you know, there yet. They're they're getting their feet under them a little bit. The last two weeks, you got one touchdown out of Deshaun Watson. They finally got a win under their belt with him as the quarterback as well. I think that they can continue some of that momentum. I think that's a good like weight off the shoulders of a Sean Watson, right? He's got a bunch of stuff in his past, a bunch of things that people are still ridiculing for, holding yep. against him and stuff like that. So I think football is kind of his way to get past that, right? And have something else to latch on into his life. So getting a win, I think, feels really good. The Saints are kind of struggling a little bit. They're on the road. It's going to be cold weather. They're a dome team. Yep. If you say who... If it's a you know low-scoring game, you're going to have a lot of rushing. Who's going to run the ball a little bit better? I think it's going to be the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, the Saints worry me, uh, not in terms of winning this game, but there's just concern because they almost lost to a Desmond Ritter-led team. Uh, mm-hmm. If you watch the game, if you didn't watch the game, Ritter looked bad. 50% completion percentage, 97 passing yards total. Uh, he was sacked four times, 31.9 QBR in his first NFL start. And the Browns are not a top-10 team or anything like that, but they run the ball competently, as you mentioned. Um, Algier ran for 139 yards on New Orleans last week. So what's Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt or some combination of the two going to do? Probably have yep. a similar level of success. And Watson, huge upgrade over Ritter in the passing game. So I'm with you. I'm taking the Browns as well. Cool. Moving on now, Houston. They go to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Tennessee opened up as 8.5-point favorites. This has to have shifted uh, now that Tannehill's not playing. Overrunner was at 41. What do, what do you see for this one? Yeah, so you got overrunner right now at 35.5. Tennessee is a three and a half point favorite. I think that just solely comes down to coaching. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of guys on the Kansas City Chiefs. I was listening to New Heights podcast and Travis Kelsey just played them last week, and he's like, "Yo, there's a lot of a lot of heart on that team, a lot of grit, a lot of guys that are they're they're dogs and they're fighting hard or whatever like that." I think I'm going to end up taking the Houston Texans in this game. 
I think just having the team around you that you've had for a little while, I don't think that Malik Willis is all that great. I think he struggles to throw the ball. Uh, they do have Derrick Henry, and you can run on the Houston Texans, but I, Houston's got to win another game this season, and I think it can come here against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, it was a Pat McAfee. He, he always says, like, there's also players on these bad teams getting paid millions of dollars. Right? Yeah, they, yeah. They know how to They're play the NFL. Studs. They're still part of, like, the, the fraction of a percentage of elite athletes who get into the NFL, right? So I, I agree yep. with you there. It's a bold pick. I don't think I, I take Houston in this one. Um, the Texans did push the Cowboys and the Chiefs to the brink the last two weeks. I think they're capable of winning this game. I just think the Titans get back on track, even without Tannehill. They're one game up on the Jags. They're about to be a half game. Jacksonville's going to win this game against the Jets. Um, they have to play those guys in Week 18. That's likely going to be for the division. So it's now or never, I feel like, for the Titans. Um, they need to win, and I think they can in this spot. I don't have the stat in front of me, but I think Derrick Henry's had like close to 200 yards the last three times he's ran against his team. So yep. I, I see I see them leaning on him again in this one. Taking cool. Tennessee for this matchup. Uh, next one, Seattle. They go to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Kansas City opened up as 9.5 point favorites. Over-under was, I think this is like the second highest on the week at 48.5. What do you got? Yep, so this has moved up a point to 49.5 and tennis, uh, they bet it up to the 10. So this is just Kansas City. Uh, they played some really close games in the last couple weeks. Uh, they're still looking to put together a, a state big game so that they can say, hey, we know what it's like to put it all together, right? And and play a fully complimentary full, full, you know, 60 minutes of complimentary football from the offensive, defensive, and special teams uh, side of the ball. I think that Seattle will be able to score on these guys. They have the weapons. Geno can still sling it. It's going to be freezing cold. It's going to be super loud. There's something about being on the road in the freezing cold that makes it really hard with you know if you're a fan of a home team and you go to your home team's game and it's 30 degrees outside 25 degrees possibly 15 feels like negative six you have to get hyped for it you have to be loud you know there's snow on the ground who knows dk metcalf might might have a ball being thrown to him on the sideline and actually accidentally catch a snowball so i'll take the chiefs yeah I, i forget which game it was was it buffalo where there was snow uh, right before the game and like the whole yeah. the whole game it was Buffalo the whole game every fan is standing everyone's loud as hell so I, I definitely yeah. agree that they have that type of energy but uh, for this game there's some teams like the Lions who have completely turned things around on defense these last four or five weeks then there's teams like the Seahawks who rank 29th overall on defense since week 12 26th against the pass and 31st against the run Give me the Chiefs to right their wrong from last week. They got the win, but they should have won by a lot more. Uh, they had no business yep. being in overtime against uh, the Texans. So going with Kansas yep. City in this one. Cool. Next game, the Giants. They go to Minnesota to take on the Vikings. No weather here. They're in a dome. Minnesota opened up as four and a half point favorites over under at 47. What do you got? Oh, <laughs> this one's hard. I, you know, I really like my Daniel Jones. I, I really, really like him. I think he's I think he's actually really good at playing the quarterback position. Uh, he continues. I think I feel like he just continues to get better. But other people may think differently. But his decision-making is a little bit better. There's not as many turnovers as there was before. That's not right. all the fumbles anymore, right? Um, but I think Minnesota right now is just sort of this team of destiny to where no matter how close the game is, they're going to figure out a way to end up winning it. And I think that says a lot about a football team. Uh, I would probably take the three and a half here coming off a game where you had to score 30 something extra points in the in the second half to come back and win being down 33 to zero uh, lets you know, hey, we could do it. And I think that they come out of the gate strong in this one. 
and blow out the New York Giants. They showed some grit, right? They showed that they were willing to do whatever it took to get the W, including yep. sticking a finger up Matt Ryan's butt. That yep. picture's I can't get that image out of my head, so I, sorry. For bringing it I, up really, I really fumbled the bag on our episode that we <laughs> recorded for My League's podcast this yeah. week and not putting – I put a Santa that's in like a Detroit Lions Santa suit. Yeah. I really should have had up there like Matt Ryan's butt with a finger and it on the thumbnail. I, I messed it up. I, I got you. I already got the images in, uh, in PowerPoint. So good. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Uh, this one, New York, they're carrying a little bit of momentum in Minnesota, but I highly, highly doubt that they're going to carry those same referees. Quite possibly the worst officiate I've seen uh, since the Rams no call on the Saints receiver. What was that? Two, three years ago in the playoffs? You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Minnesota, I think they're overrated a little bit, but um, yeah, the Giants is being a little bit more overrated uh, between these two teams. Give me the Vikings at home. Also going with Minnesota. Not good for my, you know, week nine. New York football is back takes. <laughs> uh, they're, they're running into a, a pretty decent opponent here. I, I do like yeah. Minnesota. Um, as far as the other group of the, the teams above them in the playoff hunt, maybe not so much, but the Giants are kind of on the bubble there, and I think they're better than them for sure. All right, moving on, Cincinnati. They go to New England to take on the Patriots. Cincinnati opened up this road field goal favorites. Uh, over under, 42. What do you got? It's Cincinnati. There's – I crapped on this team – for a while and a say lot. they're not good. I made a bunch of bets with Nick. Yeah. We're probably going to go 50 50. So maybe we'll just cancel out on who has to buy each other desserts and bring mm-hmm. them into work. So, um, but Cincinnati's just too damn good. Um, they shouldn't be this good, but their offensive line's starting to gel a little bit better. They start to get a little bit of more weapons. Their defense is okay, mm-hmm. right? But the defense seems to like let up some points and then all of a sudden they click and then they shut it down, right? Which yeah. is. If they could put that together against Mac Jones, right? Like, you probably only have to play one quarter of defense in order to beat Mac Jones right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they go on the road, super cold, Joe Burrow, cool Gucci fur suit or something like that. And they, I think they cover this three. So Yeah. Yeah, I got the Bengals as well. ESPN has them outside their top five in power rankings. We talked about that on your show earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're easily mm-hmm. within the top five. I think you, you were on the same uh, page with me as well there. Pats can't get anything going in the past game, and that's going to be a problem against the Bengals. They got the number two overall offense since week 12, and I do believe they're getting Trey Hendrickson back as well. That'll help the pass rush for those guys. So should be trouble for New England. I like them to cover as well. If there's a bet out there, you might have to find it on an offshore book of over under over under a half laterals in the game. I would take the under. I don't care how much you got to lay on it to win 100. It's probably like negative. 75 million right that you have to lay to win 100 bucks you could probably do it and win the bet there's going to be no lateraling absolutely (laughs) uh next matchup detroit our favorite nfl teams right now they go to carolina to take on the panthers detroit opened up as two and a half point favorites over under was at 44 and a half what are you doing this feels like a trap game for the detroit lions uh being on the road in carolina you you went and you played a tough jets team and got a win last week against a defense that is completely levels above this Carolina defense, mm-hmm. right? But Sam Darnold's got something to prove. You know, he's seeing Jared Goff do the stuff and have stuff to prove. Uh, their running game is clicking on all cylinders, but I don't think they're going to be able to run as well as they have on the Detroit Lions. I'll take the Detroit Lions in this one. Yeah, Lions have won six of seven. They've got the number three ranked offense over the last four weeks, the 13th ranked defense in that same span. They're playing well. They're making a push for the playoffs. I think Carolina had a good little run there uh, with that interim head coach bump. 
but they're limited in terms of playmakers. Uh, I like DJ Moore. T- uh, was it Terrence Marshall? He's okay. I think he still needs a little bit of work, um, but I just think they're limited there. They kind of laid an egg against Pittsburgh last week. I took them too. That was, that was my pick last week against the Steelers. But for this one, I like Detroit. I think they're going to get a win. There we go. On the road. Uh, moving on now, Atlanta, they go to Baltimore. They take on the Ravens. Baltimore opened up as six and a half point favorites. Over under is at 41. What do you got? Yeah, I. Baltimore, like, I don't know what Atlanta's going to end up being able to do. You got Desmond Ritter there. He played very poorly last week, which is kind of a shame for my dynasty rosters. But he's also a rookie. We need to remember that he's a rookie. And yeah. We've been spoiled the last couple of years, right? The things that are happening in the NFL. That's like Terrence Marshall is a guy who took catches away from Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase in a national championship game. The guy's massive. He's got huge hands. Yeah. He can catch the ball, go up and all that kind of stuff. But he's still in his second year playing NFL football. Um, same thing with Desmond Ritter here, right? He's young. They got a good running game. They've been able to run the ball all season long. Tyler Algier showed something that we've been wanting to see reasons why people probably draft him and redraft thinking that he was better than Cordero Patterson. Turns out he is better than Cordero Patterson, but you're playing in a very cold environment over unders now at 35 and a half against the Baltimore Ravens, cold weather, December football, Baltimore is going to be up for it. Who wears the, the color black better? And I think it's the Baltimore Ravens. So give me them. Yeah. We gave Arthur Smith a lot of shit, like a lot, a lot of shit over not yanking Mariota sooner. I think after seeing Ritter in his NFL start, his first NFL start, um, probably get an idea of why he was a little hesitant to start him. He's not that good, or maybe he's just not ready yet. I mentioned his stat line earlier from last week. Uh, give me the Ravens. Uh, even with Huntley, he is starting. Lamar's going to miss at least another week. Baltimore's defense in their run game, I think they're going to do just enough to win this game. It's going to be low scoring. It's going to be ugly. You're not going to want to watch it, but I think the Ravens walk away with the W. Cool. Uh, moving on now, Washington. They go to the Bay Area to take on the 49ers. San Fran opened up as six and a half point favorites over unders. Pretty low again, 41 and a half. What do you got? Uh, it's the Niners. Hey, Washington's probably not going to score a point here. Oh. So just take the Niners with the points. Um, Taylor Heineke has been pulling some rabbits out of his hat. He's able to run around. He pops a couple Zins. Shout out Zin. Um, but, I mean, what are they going to do? The Niners are full-on Brock Purdy mode, right? You got this golden child, Mr. Irrelevant. The story's great. The defense is playing outstanding. I don't see how Washington scores a point unless it is like a a freak punt return that gets you into field goal position and you go three and out and kick a 63-yard. Give me the Niners. Yeah, San Fran, I think they win this one easy, and in doing so, propel the Detroit Lions into a playoff spot. Uh, I don't think Washington yeah, has any answers for arguably the best defense in the league and probably a top 10 unit on offense, even with Brock Purdy, rookie, Mr. Irrelevant. You mentioned those things. I think there's just too many weapons, even Sands, Debo Samuel. Um, the legend of Brock Purdy is going to continue to grow, which I'm fairly certain is something you can get behind. Oh, yeah. Yep. Got the north and south there. Uh, next matchup, Philly. They go to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. Dallas opened up as one-point favorites. This has swung a little bit. Over-under, this was the highest on the week at the time of writing these notes at 15 and a half. What do you got? Yep, so this has dropped four points because of the Jalen Hurts news, right? And the Cowboys are now four-point favorites. It actually got, like, I think when we recorded on Tuesday, yeah. I had seen six in the morning. 
for the Cowboys. You saw five and a half. It was at four and a half when we recorded. It's at four now. I don't think it's fair to underestimate the capabilities of Gardner Minshew. Right? Gardner Minshew's played pretty well everywhere he's been. He was okay when he was with Jacksonville. They had nobody there. Um, he's got weapons. Last year he came in for a spot start. And he tore it up, and it was kind of cool to see his dad in a leather jacket, gets a good hug after, like, yeah, we fucking did it, man. And there's something about teams, right, earlier in the year or in the offseason, it was like, hey, I want to be able to compete for the starting job or trade me. And they're like, no, like, Jalen is going to be our guy, but we really need to have a solid backup, right, a guy who can understand the system, come in when we need it, and this is a spot for them to do it. Dallas is kind of on this up and down ladder of being able to blow out opponents or blow leads to opponents Mm -hmm. in overtime as well. I just, there's something about Philly, right? I don't care for Philly. I don't care for the city as a whole, but they are probably one of the toughest cities in the United States of America and their football team plays like that. Their offensive line plays like that. Going up against Micah Parsons, he's talked some smack and all this kind of stuff about Jalen Hurts and he's had to retract his statements and all this kind of stuff. Philly cares about Philly. Philly doesn't care about the other teams they're playing, right? They focus on whatever they got to focus on for the week, but it's focused on whatever they end up doing while Dallas focuses on what everybody else is doing. Uh, I think this is an ultimate collapse game for the Dallas Cowboys. I will take Philly on the road with Gardner Minshew. I wanted to so bad. Gardner Minshew, he's not like a Desmond Ritter, Sam Darnold type of player who's coming fresh off the bench into an unfamiliar situation. I guess Darnold started to game. Minshew had the full season under his belt as a starter, right? And then some. Mm-hmm. So I, it's a competent team on offense and defense. They got playmakers everywhere. I wanted to take him. I did. And these first couple uh, lines I have here are just going to support your argument. Uh, Cowboys have struggled recently on defense the last two or three weeks. They're outside the top 20 <coughs> since week 12 in overall defense, passing defense, and against the run. With that being said, I think the offense can still score points. They still have their you know, playmakers of their own. Tony Pollard, C.D. Lamb, Noah Brown's been playing pretty well. Um, and on the defensive side, Parsons and company, they can still get after the quarterback. Uh, I talked on your show earlier in the week about uh, Anthony Brown being gone from that defense and how that kind of impacts mm-hmm. them. But with no Jalen Hurts, I think that, that takes a, a pretty big hit, pretty big toll on the Philly offense. I'm taking Dallas in this one. I didn't feel comfortable taking either either team if i could abstain on picks this would this would have been one of them because i can see this going philly's way as well yep all right moving on to our saturday night football game the evening the nightcap this is las vegas going to pittsburgh to take on the steelers pittsburgh opened up as one point favorites over under another low one at 40 what do you got yeah so they've moved to two and a half now and the spreads moved down or the oh totals moved down to 38 and a half um the raiders are not good at football right now um they have players. They have really bright spots on their team. Uh, they can run the ball really well, right? The only running back since week 10 with more rushing yards than rookie Isaiah Pacheco is Josh Jacobs. Um, but the fact that there's a but is why it's hard to pick the Raiders. <laughs> um, I want to pick the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I want to pick the Raiders solely uh, also for this this league, this week's league matchup, right? I'm playing Wayne. He's a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. I yep. have Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs on my roster. I would love to see both of them go off, and Wayne have to watch his team lose and watch my <laughs> roster just blow up. That would be the perfect storm, right? 
but I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett's starting to progress a lot. Um, yeah, they don't. He's not even playing, is he? Is he playing? Kenny Pickett? Is he back? I'm not sure if he's cleared the concussion protocol just yet. Yeah. I think he should be back, right? Concussion, you're usually not going to be out two weeks. If you are out two weeks, you're probably going to be out like four because mm-hmm. uh, it's really bad or whatever like that. But if, I believe that Kenny Pickett's going to end up playing. That's probably why they're a favorite here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think he can get the ball to where it needs to go, whether that is, you know, stalling off that rush from what's that dude's name that plays for the Raiders uh, who got the rush? Max, I forget his name. Max Crosby. Max Crosby, right? So Max Crosby rushed with some screens to Najee or anything like that. Running backs out of the, there, some tight end screens with Fryermuth or whatever. I think that Pittsburgh ends up winning this game, and you hear Sticks playing loud and proud <laughs> in between that third and fourth quarter at the old Heinz Field. Mm. Um, so I made a mistake last week. Um, I took the Panthers over Pittsburgh. I didn't look at the stats. I didn't look at recent trends. Uh, I heard whispers of mm. Mason Rudolph uh, getting, and I got scared. I was kind of scared mm-hmm. off uh, Pittsburgh last week, and I shouldn't have been. Um, Steelers are coming into form these last week, last four weeks. If you look at the numbers, 11th-ranked offense, 13th-ranked passing game. You mentioned dump-offs. They're doing that a lot more. Um, and 7th-ranked run game. They're putting that shit together, even with their bad offensive line. So they're 7th there somehow. Um, with that and with the lack of any real consistency from the Las Vegas Raiders, I'm taking Pittsburgh as well, taking Mike Tomlin, better coach team. And if Kenny Pickett's there, um, that's that's even more, that puts even more confidence in this pick. I, I would take him even with, uh, what's his name starting? Not Mason Rudolph, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. yeah. I think I would probably end up, I, I don't know why, but like 38's low, right? That's 19 and 19. Yeah. You know, I think that this this is like a sneaky shootout game. Uh, even with the weather mm-hmm. that's there, the Raiders can put up points. So I, I'll, you know, after this podcast, I'm up at the over 38 and a half. There you go. All right, moving into our Sunday games. We got three of them. First one, Green Bay. They go to Miami to take on the Dolphins. Miami opened up as four-point favorites over under. Uh, it's right in the middle there, 46.5. What are you doing with this one? The Green Bay Packers gained half a point here on the spread. Um, it's at three and a half now. The Green Bay Packers need to win out to have a shot at making the playoffs. Aaron Rodgers has an ego uh, to does. drive himself to get to the playoffs. It means a lot. The Miami Dolphins seem to be struggling ever since they ran into the buzzsaw of a 49ers defense and got shellacked. And then next week, next week the Miami Dolphins get shellacked again. And then, yeah, it's just been bad for them. Uh, they put up some points up in Buffalo. I think that they're going to get it on par a little bit, but you know, Christmas in Miami. Is that a Christmas town? No, not is, at all. Is are Miami players guys you think about when you think about Christmas? Like I think about going to Lambeau Field and seeing those guys riding from practice in the back of a truck that's full of snow with a bunch of cold ones. But the Miami Dolphins are going to beat the brakes off this Green Bay Packers team. <laughs> uh, the Green Bay Packers <laughs> are not. I was worried. Going. I was worried. Yeah, I don't think that it's going to be a thing for the Green Bay Packers to be able to compete. I think that the Dolphins are going to be able to put up points. I think you can. If if Green Bay decides to run the hell out of the ball, I think they can dominate this Miami Dolphin team, right? Yeah. You get you get to take up some clock. Maybe you have some six-minute, seven-minute drives or something like that where you're just you know up the gut with those two big running backs. And, and then you get a three and out or something like that, right? And then the you deal with you know that thing that 
I don't personally, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of momentum. I know that it exists, but it's a mental game, right? And then you're this team, and that's what happened to them, uh, the Miami Dolphins against San Francisco. They go and they score first play 75 yards, and then all of a sudden they get stopped, and they get stopped, and they get stopped, and it's like, holy shit, these guys are for real. Maybe we just snuck one by them. It was a fluke, and then they tank, right? Because they're supposed to be this team that puts up 40 points a game. They got all these weapons and speed and all that kind of stuff, but they continuously underthrow guys. Um, but uh, if Green Bay can do that, I think they see them winning, but I don't think that they're going to end up doing it. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to let his ego get in the way, and he's going to want to sling it, and I think it's going to get them in trouble because they're going they're not going to win a shootout against Miami Dolphins. Yeah, I agree there. I was worried for a second. You, you had me on the ropes. Uh, <laughs> I'm taking Miami as well. You know, they've taken a step back these last few weeks on offense, but the defensive set has stepped up. They ranked top 10 as a defensive unit since week 12. I think McDaniel can continue to counter what teams are doing against the Dolphins. Uh, they kind of cleaned it up a little bit against Buffalo, San Fran, and L.A. They pretty much shut down the middle of the field for those guys, but I think they make the adjustments they need to make against the Packers and get a W at home, taking Miami as well. Moving on to our second game for the Sunday slate. Denver, they go to L.A. to take on the Rams. The Rams open up as three-point favorites. I don't know why. Over-under is the lowest I've seen in a long time, 35-and-a-half. What do you got? I think Russ so is the Rams, back. The Rams are three-point dogs now, so yeah. I would assume that Russell Wilson is back. I don't think that's much better than Brett <laughs> Rippon. Uh, no. <laughs> I just don't, right? Um but the Rams don't have anybody either. Nobody. They're going to have to try to run the ball against this team because you're not going to get Ben Skoranek and Tutu Atwell open in space against the secondary of the Denver Broncos. Oh, they're not getting Ben Skoranek open against anybody. He's on the IR. Oh, he's, done. he's on the IR. Our, our best night. player, our best skill player is done for the year. <laughs> I don't even know who they're going to throw the damn ball to, yeah. right? Sean yeah. McVay puts on a helmet and you're like, hey, where the hell is the guy at? And you see some guy playing wide receiver or some guy in the huddle with a play sheet call covering his mouth. Like what, what is going on? Um, earlier you talked about games. You want nothing to do with, right? This might be the lowest, like there's a reason there's three games on Christmas day, but this shouldn't have been one of them, right? This is the NFL being the biggest Scrooge that is out there by giving us this right in the middle of the day. Yeah. Right. So maybe this is the prime time nap time when your kids wake up super, super early to open mm -hmm. up presents. You do that. You catch the first game. You got Aaron Rodgers, Miami Dolphins. You're in a frozen tundra like Colorado right now where it feels like negative 24 and there's ice everywhere. Mm -hmm. Your nostrils are frozen. So you're like, yeah, let me look at Miami and they're going to show the beaches and really, you know, I could, I could feel the warmth in front of my fire. And then you just go take a nap <laughs> and you get a good three and a half, yeah. four hour nap. I don't even know. I guess the Denver Broncos, uh, but I don't <laughs> like it. Like I could, I could definitely see Denver not being able to score 10 points on the Rams, Yeah, but the Rams somehow get like some crazy pick six or a fumble recovery or something like that. We're we're asking a guy like like a forty year old running back to give us, you know, eighty yards to be able to get them in field goal range to score six points in a game and hope that the offense can or the defense can hold them. Yeah. Right. Uh I guess I guess I take the Broncos. Yeah, this is a hands up in the air. I guess I'm taking that team. Uh <laughs> you mentioned the schedule. I think <laughs> You know, early earlier this year, the intentions were good. You know, you open up on Christmas Day. <laughs> you got Aaron Rodgers versus Tua. Both these teams are going to be, you know, in the hunt, leading their division maybe. And then, you know, right in the middle of the day, 
you get Denver. Russell Wilson, that team revived. They got a quarterback finally. The Rams mm-hmm. trying to defend their Super Bowl. Aaron Donald, Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup. And then you end it with Tampa Bay and Arizona. Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, and all those playmakers. The int- I think <laughs> the, the intentions were there. Uh, this season's just been – it's been one of those seasons with injuries. So, um, Can you not flex <laughs> games? Like just the dates of them, right? Yeah. I, what I, they put TBD on times so they can flex. I don't, <laughs> I don't think they've done like a full day unless there's they been need- like a COVID thing, right? DBDs. We need DBDs. Uh, For this matchup, though, for the Rams, the hits keep coming. They just lost their center, Brian Kelly, for the year. Uh, Mentioned their backup Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup 2.0, Ben Skoranek. He's done for the year. So it's uh, Van Jefferson and Tutu at 12 uh, at the receiver position for those guys. Baker might make a couple of plays, but the team's depleted. Denver should have Russ, which doesn't count for much uh, with Hackett. I know you mentioned that. Somehow the dude still has a job. Nathaniel Hackett does, but they should be able to eke out one of their vintage 2022 low scoring wins. Give me Denver again. Hands up in the air pick. I don't like it. This thing's at 38 and a half. I don't know how any of these are 36 and a half. I don't know how they get there. It feels like a good 10, 10 to nine game yeah. or something like that. percent. Right? Yeah. Denver's not getting yeah. to their, their average, which is like what? 16 points, 17 points. Yeah. Game, something like that. Yeah. Uh, final game for Sunday, Tampa Bay. They go to Arizona. They go to the desert to take on the Cardinals. Tampa opened up as three-point road favorites over under. Is that 42? What do you got? So this thing's at eight now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Trace McSorley Ari- starting, right? Yeah. Arizona is terrible at home no matter who they're playing, right? So if you're like a, when they have a full squad, it's they cover the spread and they actually win games on the road while being – terrible at home it's really awkward it doesn't make any sense they're the complete opposite of anything that we've known for you know 187 years or since 1772 of playing real football (laughs) uh uh, tom brady's got to be in the playoffs and there are teams in that division who can compete for that right the the winner of this division might win eight games this year be less than 500 and uh, I'm just going to take the Bucks. The Cardinals are terrible. It it doesn't matter. They have one weapon, and that is DeAndre Hopkins. So teams can literally just put 11 guys out there, right? Like the old Calvin Johnson against the Saints when he got double teamed. Double, triple teamed, yeah. They basically put two corners on him like he was a gunner, and they were playing regular offense, and he told Matt Stafford, hey, just throw it up to me, and he caught a p- touchdown pass against two corners on him. Yeah. Um, teams just could put 11 of them on on DeAndre Hopkins, leave the rest of the field open, and the Cardinals will still find a way to lose the ball game. Give me the Bucks. Yeah, as bad as Tampa's been, they're still leading the NFC South, and they're going to win this game. Uh, they nearly pulled off the upset against the Bengals, but they kind of faltered in the second half. Uh, picking the Bucks, not really a vote of confidence for that team. It's just it's just a vote against the team with a backup quarterback, a backup to the backup quarterback, and a mostly bad defense. They got a couple guys who can make plays, but yeah, give me give me Tampa Bay as well. So, They're starting Dwight Schrute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and his cousin. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, last game, Monday night. Uh, the Chargers, they go to Indy to take on the Colts. Chargers open up as two-and-a-half-point favorites over under. One of the higher ones on the week at 47.5 because no defense is going to be played here. Who you got? Uh, these are two teams that you just can't trust either, right? Like, you never know what you're going to get out of the Chargers. They should be competing for Super Bowls, and they find ways to lose games. The Indianapolis Colts find ways to lose 33-0 leads. They're starting Nick Foles this week. They are. They benched Matt Ryan, and they said, you know what? 
We saw it in the Super Bowl. We thought it was a blip on the radar. Now you do it in the regular season. Congrats. Mm -hmm. You may. Those two games there, right? Matt Ryan's accolades and what he's done and how many yards and all this kind of stuff. He's uh, He's been an on-the-fringe Hall of Fame quarterback, potentially probably a Hall of Fame quarterback, mm -hmm. right? But you're going to go to the Hall of Fame with the worst Super Bowl comeback ever mm -hmm. and the worst regular season comeback. We thought 27 to 3 was bad. Yeah. It was 33 to 0. I don't care if the coach is calling run plays and you're going you're trying to drain the clock or whatever like that. You, you know what? Fuck it. They scored 14 unanswered. We're slinging it. Yeah. Like I don't care. We're going to find a way to try to get stuff. I'm audibleing because I've been here, coach. You haven't dealt with this. You played with Peyton Manning. Uh <laughs> I don't know who to pick. Honestly, uh, I want to pick the Colts. It seems like a, a way for the Chargers to blow something that they shouldn't, right? When they're also on the verge of making the playoffs as well. Um, if there's a team who could figure that out. But they're getting all their wide receivers back. That offense hums a lot better. It's way more competent when they have both Mike Williams and Keenan Allen on the mm -hmm. field. I don't see the Colts stopping any of that. I think that the Chargers try to come out fast, throw some bombs, get down the field quick and then put some PTSD in the eyes and <laughs> between the ears of the Indianapolis Colts of like, ah, oh, here we go, mm -hmm. right? Um, they're down Jonathan Taylor. I don't think it really matters too much for their run game um, because it's solely based off the offensive line capabilities. They they had guys that can catch the ball out of the backfield now. They, they have a guy who can run up the middle in Zach Moss. I think they're competent there, but I don't think they're going to – if they have to get in a shootout – I mean, Michael yep. Pittman is the only guy that they're going to want to throw the ball to because they don't want to throw to that six, eight, six, seven <laughs> oh my God. tight end that blew it up for a game. They're like, hey, we might got a weapon here. And nope, let's not give him a target for two more weeks. Like, it's it's nuts. Give me the Chargers. Dude, their tight ends are sick. Like, it, their requirements for tight end, at the tight end position in drafts is like, are you 6'5 or taller? You're on the team. Because I think it's yeah. like Mo Alley Cox. He's like 6'5, 6'6. Mm -hmm. And then Jelani Woods, same thing, 6'6 yeah. six, six or 6'7. Six, Monsters. Those dudes are massive. Jelani Woods was just moving through the middle, Damn. dodging linebackers, getting into gaps, catching balls. You know, he's like, he had more catches and receiving yards and touchdowns in one game than he had his entire career. Let's get that guy on the Niners. Let's <laughs> let's go two tight ends with Kittle and him. It's over. Yeah. You guys yeah, don't, don't want to use them. Trade them. Yeah, they don't know how Niners to use them. Niners will those give guys. you anything. Niners will give you anything you want, apparently. Yeah, four draft picks, they're yours. <laughs> yeah, they're yours. We don't, yeah, we don't yeah. care. Those tight ends are a lot of fun to watch. They just don't know how yeah. to use them. It's a different guy like every week. I think they, they get Kylan Granson in there as well. Not as big it's as the been, other guys, but. It's been the Colts for years now, right? Yeah. Like when they had Jack Doyle and then they had, I forget who the other dude was that was behind him as well. They had two dudes that were sitting there, mm -hmm. just monsters across the middle, and then they never yeah. used them, right? It's like once they lost Andrew Luck, they said, oh, we don't do anything that we succeeded with in mm -hmm. getting the ball to the tight end. Yeah. For this matchup, Indy, they had no business beating Minnesota last week. Just being in that game, period. The two special teams blunders uh, early on by the Vikings put the Colts in the driver's seat for most of the first half. But the game ended the way it should have. You know, Minnesota won. I think Indy's toast. Give me the Chargers. They seem to be getting healthy. You mentioned Mike Williams, Keenan Allen. They've also got, you know, Gerald Everett. He's healthy. He's back from injury. Josh Palmer's look good. That 31-year-old punt returner deandre carter that dude can make plays like austin eckler out of the backfield kelly looked good last week i think they're getting it right on offense at least at the right time so give me the chargers i feel pretty decent about this pick yep 
Cool. That's the pick. So moving on now to our league update, we're on to round two of our home league's playoffs. And that means we have four teams remaining in the mix. Winning last week, we had Wayne beating Josh 115 to a 112. And then Brandon taking out our defending champ, our three-time champ, Jason, thank God, 108 to 104. And then worth noting here, you mentioned it on your show. Josh started Jeff Driscoll, who had tight end eligibility on Yahoo over Jawan Johnson. Yeah, he did this over Jawan Johnson, who'd been pretty hot just catching touchdowns every week, and then Darren Waller, who returned at the tight end position. Cost him his matchup. Cost him his matchup. Both those guys had enough to push him over the hump. Fun fact for everybody. Imagine sitting Darren Waller for a second-string quarterback who has tight end (laughs) eligibility and plays for the Houston Texans. Texans, yeah. The Houston Texans. (laughs) I can see doing it like with Taysom Hill. You're in a tight spot. You know Chris Olave's banged up. Landry's banged up. Uh, Michael Thomas is out. They really have no one to throw to. So Taysom Hill makes sense. Like he might get some targets. You know he's getting carries. He's going to throw some passes. That makes sense. Jeff Driscoll. Jeff Driscoll. (laughs) Jeff Driscoll. (laughs) It makes no sense. Uh, For the next round, Smoothie takes on Brandon and then Wayne. You mentioned it earlier. You get to take Wayne on in the semifinals here. Brandon is the only manager uh, in our league who hasn't won a championship. So he has my full support. I'm riding with Brandon. Uh, You spoke to this on your show earlier in the week, but for our listeners, how do you like your chances in this league? Um, You're in the dance. I I think I'm the favorite. Um, My team, right? We went a good, I think we finished right above 500. Yeah, eight and six on the season, right? We yep. started off a little bit slow, right, or whatever like that. But as the season went along and all those peak performances out of guys that, you know, are scoring 40 points a game, 50 points a game, yep. all these big Stephon Diggs or, you know, players like that that are getting these big, big chunk stuff and, you know, s- slow and steady consistency, getting into the double digits every single week with players that matter and having, having one or two pop, right, or get a touchdown. But, uh, it's come along. My wide receiver core, I believe, is stronger than anybody in the league. Amon Ra, Juju. You got Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin. Hell, I'm sitting Christian Kirk. I'm sitting Terry <laughs> McLaurin right now. Um, my offensive running backs, right? I'm sitting here with the Aaron Jones and my poster boy, Josh Jacobs, this year that everybody dogged me for. Um, and I'm having to sit guys like Isaiah Pacheco, Jarek McKinnon. Jerry McKinnon's been scoring 27 points. I don't play him because I I just have other guys. I, I'm more confident in their ability to be mm-hmm. consistent, right? I did spend all my fab this week, or I spent most of it because everybody else had max of 40. I had 51, picked up Zach Moss, blocked the opponent from having a running back who might get some stuff. Nobody bid on Deion Jackson, so I picked him up right after the waivers went through, got him for free, essentially, so took – took two running back targets away from everybody else. And I got Kirk O'Chains at quarterback. <laughs> I think that Kirk O'Chains, you're getting a home game. They just mm-hmm. slung it around the park, right? They're going to want to come out hot, sling it around the park. The only problem here is I got Justin Jefferson on the other side of the ball. Mm. But this guy's, you know, Wayne's got Josh Allen. He could put up some points. He could definitely put up points against the Bears, right? Hopefully a little bit of cold weather, windy city, that thing's swirling mm-hmm. around. The ball flies a little, you know, here or there. And he hasn't figured out his geometrical you know, patterns that he has to throw the ball in to get it to where it got to go. You know, hey, I need to throw it over here at, you know, an acute angle of 35 degrees to the west to get it to go this many east or whatever like that mm-hmm. based off the winds. Let's hope he could do some of that. Um, but I think that even if Josh Allen has a good game, Kirk Cousins stinks. Kirk Cousins stinking ends up affecting Justin Jefferson yeah. stinking, right, which is very unlikely against the New York football giants. Yeah. 
then the rest of my team can make up for it. I'm going up against a, you know, Deontay Johnson, uh, Devin Singletary. So you got a quarterback and a running back combo on the same team. Dallas Goddard's coming back. Who knows if Minshew wants to throw it to him. Yeah. Minshew seems like a guy who wants to sling it down the field to AJ Brown. Yeah. Um, you know, David Montgomery, he can catch some passes and then you got Gus Edwards in the flex. I don't, I just don't see anybody who competes with my team this year, which means I'll probably end up losing this week to Wayne. Uh, it would be really great, a good trifecta, right? Wayne, unfortunately, had to exit Taco Corp mm-hmm. Fantasy Football League. That's the league that I run uh, for not completing his sack punishment after he said he would. That's just a stipulation. He understood the rules. He he took what he took. Um, so, you know, it would be a good trifecta to see the Raiders go into, you know, the old Heinz field, get a W. My players go off. I get a W over Wayne. And, you know, that would be really great. I don't – I'm flying this weekend. Uh, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to miss some games. You know, I'm going to miss the Christmas Day games. But uh, it is what it is. I think I have a chance to win a championship. I think my team top to bottom is more solid than anybody else that's out there. But there's guys who have big playmakers, and I don't have those really big playmakers. I'm depending on some touchdowns from my running backs mm-hmm. and consistent targets, right? So um, – but, you know, if it's – if it's a fist fight, a dog fight, you know, we're in the arena and we're just battling it out sumo style, mm-hmm. trying to see who could become Yokozuna. I think that the consistency of my team and the ability to consistently put up points top to bottom of the roster ends up outweighing anybody else's boomer bus guys. Yeah, I think you're you're good. I think you're in good shape this week. Uh, you guys are pretty even, I would say, down through the tight end position. But in your two flexes, you've got Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin Yeah, going up against his uh, David Montgomery and Gus Edwards. So yeah. yeah, you got a huge edge there. And like your, your starting wide receiver spots, you got Amon Ra and Juju. So, you know, not pushovers there. So I, I like your team. I think you should win, but like you said, anything can happen. You're probably going <laughs> to lose who knows, but yeah, good luck. Um, Thank you. still rooting for Brandon, but, but good luck. I think you've had a pretty solid, our division beat the shit out of each other. Um, yeah. you finished eight and six as the one I was <laughs> seven and seven as the five. <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of separation and we had in our division. So it was rough. I finished I finished eight and six with about 12 points behind the lead for points in the league as well. And on the other yeah. side, the guy was like a double, double digit wins, I believe. So, yeah, they had two 10 win teams in the other division. So yeah. they had a couple. Uh, yeah. They had a two win team. Uh, we won't talk about that team right now. They had but, a bunch cool. of cupcakes at the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Abilene Christian uh, Appalachian States. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, cool. Parting words before we get out of here, Nate. No, I appreciate it. Um, this is fun. I enjoyed doing these things. I think we had two or three games that we were different on. You picked the Vikings over the Giants, correct? Or did, did. you pick the Giants? I, All I right, picked so Minnesota. then we got two uh, two different ones. So we have the Philadelphia Eagles-Dallas game. We're on opposite yep. sides. And then I have Houston over Tennessee. And you got yep. Tennessee there too. But this is fun. Have me back anytime you want especially in the off season when we have some more time to talk some smack or just get into some other topics. Right. We got to, I think we left off in like 1997 or something like that when we were doing back in our day type of stuff. Right. So we'll grind through those. We'll, we'll get through like the mid two thousands. That was some fun off season. Yeah. Those are fun. Shameless, shameless plug. Feel free to go check out uh, my podcast as well. Taco court pod. You can find that at taco court pod on any platform. So whether that's YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you wherever you listen to it on spotify apple google or anything like that go ahead and give that a listen give us a feedback too so we've been trying to change some things up over there uh be a lot more positive on things rather than focus on negativity Mm -hmm. and bashing a lot of players in the nfl i think that's really easy stuff to do um i think it's fun to go find stuff that you can root for right and and hope that people succeed you don't want anybody telling you that 
oh, you're dog shit at what you do and this, 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 because you had mm-hmm. a bad day, right? So um, let us know what you think. Leave some comments um, and pitch us some ideas of what you want to do. We do drafts every single week. So if you want us to draft something, um, you know, it could be anything. We just drafted our top five Christmas activities. We've done things from top five Russ songs to top five gag gifts and all that kind of stuff. So that top five gag gifts video, Tony, on YouTube hit over a hundred views organically. That's our first hundred view video. So I, I was, cool. was going to give you some credit there. Your uh, YouTube videos, you just post them, you throw them out there. You don't put links on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. any of the other socials you share them like in our, in our Facebook groups, but that's for the league. So yeah, yeah. yeah well done. I think YouTube is the way to go. Uh, you talked about like shorts, pay and buddy the future. I think that's, that's something that we're yeah. definitely keeping our eyes on. So well done yep, on that, yep. on that front. Um, Thank you. So you mentioned it, you know how we always talk about self-growth, positivity, getting better, all that stuff. Yep. Right. We've had, you know, several conversations on Taco Corp episodes, some of our off-season episodes in our group, group chat and all that stuff. Charlotte the other day told me that I'm growing as a person. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her exact words were you're getting fat, but <laughs> I know, I know what she meant. Hey, growth is growth. <laughs> I'm cultivating mass over here. All right. Yeah. Were you nude? <laughs> Were you nude? Did you like flex on her a little bit? Yeah, you no, know, no comment. Like, uh, pleading the fifth. You pull up. You pull up the fruit of the looms to give her the old Jeff, Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks again, Nate, for filling in. Uh, and thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you guys all have a great Christmas, a happy <laughs> Festivus, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy it. Enjoy the next game. Nate's going uh, to the East Coast for the yep, holidays. Yep. Am I supposed to say that? Am, am I allowed to say that? Yeah, that's fine. If you want to watch it, noon Eastern, Knicks are playing the 76ers. I'll be courtside sitting oh, uh, baseline baseline corner, first row, uh, opposite side of the benches. So you can check me out there. I'll be in an Allen Houston jersey. I'm going by myself. But if there's a baddie next to me, just say that she went with me. And then I posted there and be like, oh, dang, look at this chick that Nate's with. If it's a big dude, do that too. Say he's rich. I don't know. <laughs> there you <laughs> yeah, go. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be very, very cold, but being able to spend a you know, I don't, I don't ever travel alone. I don't really go. I've never really been on a vacation for myself yeah. or anything like that, even when I was, you know, with somebody. Um, so this is my first time really taking a vacation for myself and doing stuff at, that's outside of work and no better place for me personally than New York City, right? The home yeah. of Broadway and all that kind of stuff is what I'm really into. Um, the big lights, the big city, the action, the go, go, go. Yeah. And uh, Madison Square Garden is the most iconic place to watch basketball. So first game of the slate. Your kids are done if you're in Colorado, if you're in California, if you're in Ohio. I don't care where you're at. It's going to be early. Your kids are done with that stuff. Put together some presents and see if you see me on the television. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be like a top two spot, right, to watch an NBA. It's between Madison Square and TD, right? Just with the history yeah. of the Celtics. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And then, you know, you get to see that court, that iconic court oh, yeah. at TD Garden, too. Um, they were playing the Bucks th- that day, too. That was one of the things I thought about. Like, oh, maybe I'll go watch the Bucks and Celtics. Those teams are better than the Knicks or whatever like that. But the Knicks have been on an eight. They were on an eight-game winning streak and then lost one, but they beat the crap out of the Warriors. I don't care if they didn't have Steph Curry, but yep. they had Clay and um, Draymond and Every, Jordan Poole and stuff yeah. still, right? So they beat the brakes off them. So it'll be fun. There, I think there'll be a lot of energy yeah. inside Madison Square Garden, and to be able to sit, you know, down there is is something that I don't know, man. I'm I'm a kid from Linda, California, yeah. where the average salary income for a family is like forty two thousand dollars a and year, and that's what right? you paid for and, these courtside tickets, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did see a ticket in my same section on the same row. That's like 40% cheaper than what I paid for mine. And oh. I was like, God damn it. Right. But, um, but I got it when I got it. And uh, I, I think it was money. Well, 
well would have spent. So um, we'll look to have some stories out of that later yeah. on. Hopefully some players like run into you, like crash into you and just like take your chair out or something like oh, that. Oh, right? dude, it's going to be awesome. I get to see RJ Barrett and he was a Duke Ooh, basketball player. So yeah. if you hear, let's go Duke, I try to start that chant. Yeah. It, you know, I'm a, I'm a big chant starter. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, Nate's big on chance, not big on waves for some reason. Start the wave. You're no. right down there. You could start the wave. Jesus, no, I'm not starting the wave. I'm a grown ass man. I'm a grown man. I'm an American. We win wars. We dominate continents. We don't do the damn wave. All right. <sighs> Agree to disagree. Well, enjoy the game. Enjoy your Christmas, guys. Uh, good luck in the playoffs. Good luck in all your sports gambling, whatever you're doing this weekend. We'll be back next week with the Week 17 preview. Until then, love you guys. Bye. Love you guys. Bye bye. Thank you.